Hi and welcome. My name is Madeline Manensky, the Marketing and Recruitment Associate here at the School of Accounting and Finance at the University of Waterloo. Every week we like to focus on a new topic about the Accounting and Financial Management Program as well as the Sustainability and Financial Management Program. This week I sat down with Janet, the School of Accounting and Finance's Admissions Officer, to talk a little bit about the SAFA, which is the School of Accounting and Finance's Admissions Assessment. We got to discuss what the SAFA is exactly and how you can successfully apply to the AFM or SFM program. All right, Janet, can you describe your role within the Registrar's Office? For sure. So I am an admissions officer and I deal with all of the uh, students applying to the faculties of arts and environment uh, that come from either out of province or international curriculums. I also take care of uh, students wanting to transfer into our programs as well. So any post-secondary, current post-secondary student from college or university wanting to transfer into programs of these faculties as well. I also look after those. Um, and that's pretty much it. And then let's start from the beginning here. Um, so before applying to any program, prospective students should first know what the admission requirements are. Um, in the case of AFM and SFM, what are the requirements? So admission requirements will vary depending on uh, the system of study that the students are in. So our recommendation is always to check our undergraduate programs website and look for specifically for admission requirements that apply to them. Uh, so out of province can be and it varies right depending on which province you're applying from. Same with Ontario and same with any other international curriculum. So it, it, generally speaking, we require for AFM and SFM, we require math. So pre-calculus, algebra and calculus, as well as a senior level, grade 12 um, level English course. So those are the program requirements. And then averages, overall averages will vary depending, again, on the system of study. So what, what happens is we have the Ontario system of study, and we use that as a baseline to then um, adjust it to all of the out-of-province and international uh, curriculums as well, so that it's the same all across the board. Uh, so for Ontario, for example, we uh, require uh, low 80s as, as an average, and we use six university or mixed-level uh, grade 12 courses, including the grade 12 English, and it can be any grade 12 English, and then um, advanced functions and calculus and vectors, which would be the pre-calculus and calculus for many of the other uh, curriculums outside of Ontario. Right. <laughs> so I was also going to say, um, besides the academic uh, requirements, there's also the uh, SAFAA, so the SAF Admissions Assessment component, um, and there's two parts to that which we're going to be talking about as well, but that's also part of the admission requirements. Yeah, so I wanted to jump into the SAFA a little bit because it is a bit newer to the admissions process, and can you just walk us through what that is exactly and describe um, what the components of the SAFA are? Sure, so the SAFA is uh, required online assessment for both uh, AFM and SFM, and it is composed of uh, an interview, so part one, uh, mm -hmm. where applicants will respond verbally to three interview questions, and these are made available 
to to applicants um, previous prior to applying, and it's they're available on on our website as well. Um, they so there are some written um, questions as well that um, that applicants need to complete, um, but they're not they're they're just they record just in terms of like declaring um, that the submissions are their own words to help. Um, us assess eligibility for scholarships and to just provide information regarding potential repeated courses. So those are the kind of, that's the written piece of it. But for the most part, we're looking mostly at the three interview questions that are answered verbally. And then the part two is the trade assessment. It's a 78 question survey uh, to assess uh, applicants' potential in the area of leadership, collaboration, adaptability, and problem solving. So those are the two, and they they go in order. So applicants need to complete part one first, and then part two right afterwards. Uh, they're online platforms as well, and typically when students, after students apply, they receive emails with links and with all of the information on how to how to complete this the, this section and this part of the uh, the admission process. Okay. Awesome. So that's a good breakdown for prospective students wanting to know. Mm -hmm. um, but I might I think they might also be curious as to what happens if a prospective student doesn't complete both those portions of the SAPA. So the online interview and the trade assessment. So both must be completed and submitted uh, depending on what the issue may be. Sometimes an Internet connection issue or whatnot. Uh, applicants will reach out to us and we can troubleshoot and help them get back on their way and complete both uh, parts of, of the assessment. Uh, right. But they but they both have to be completed in order for the application to be considered uh, for admission. Otherwise, um, they won't be like the applicant won't be able to move forward with yeah. their application if, if that section isn't completed, if they're both not completed. Right, so it's safe to say it's kind of a mandatory component. It's definitely a mandatory component, yes. Okay, great. And then do AFM and SFM admission requirements change for international students? Uh, they, the admission requirements are posted on our website uh, early in, in the fall, usually even before that, just so that students um, are aware of what these admission requirements are. They typically don't change dramatically in terms of what we require and what we will need. Um, sometimes it could just be a change in, in, a, in an average or in a grade, depending on how competitive the program is. We might update our website just so that students are more aware of where we're at, where we're sort of cutting off and based on our competitive um, pool of applicants from the previous years. But uh, but typically we don't just change requirements and it's not exclusive to international students. So anytime there needs to be a change to a requirement, it happens all across the board. So for every single curriculum. So there's no difference in um, international curriculums versus out of province versus the Ontario curriculum. So we have to align all of the changes and apply them to all of the curriculums that that are out there and that that exists. So. So there's never that situation where we would just change one versus versus the uh, the other, for example. Yeah, of course. Um, and then I know students they ask typically about the required averages, and 
sometimes you know you get to a point when you might be a bit worried about those averages in high school and I think students might be wondering about what happens if they don't meet those requirements in terms of the averages. So when students are first applying to the program, uh, it is it is recommended that they check our website to, to look for minimum averages and with the intent of trying to meet maybe even hit a bit of a higher average and, and achieve higher um, higher results because obviously the higher the higher their average the more competitive their uh, application will be with AFM and SFM however it's not just about the average and I think this is really important to mention because um, typically students focus a lot of their uh, energy on their uh, averages which of course are important and as well as getting um, good grades in the required courses like math and English for sure. But yeah. we do have the SAFA component, right? So the admissions assessment, and that is also part of the admission criteria and it, it's weighted into the overall admission decision as well. So, so it's not just about getting high grades, it's about both the academic and the non-academic components. They're both important. So again, for AFM, the uh and using ontario as as the the benchmark uh there it's low 80s again and uh students that are below this when applying are potentially less likely to be considered again depending on the pool of applicants because our minimums are listed precisely for for applicants to kind of have an idea and set expectations and know whether it's um, if what, whether they still really want to apply and give it a shot and, you know, and kind of see and then do the, the SAFA portion of, of it as well and, and kind of see where they land, that's perfectly fine too. So again, uh, always referring to our website for these minimums is important. Providing students or applicants with um, a range or a competitive average for them to aim is really complicated because that's really not how um, it works with AFM and SFM precisely because of the non-academic component as well. Right, exactly. Um, so that's good to know. And then also another thing we often hear from international students um, is when they tell us uh, they might not have the appropriate math courses to be considered. Um, it seems like they're not in a misalignment, but um, there's just a bit of confusion over what those math courses that they take mean when they're applying to the AFM or SFM program. So what advice would you give prospective students who find themselves in this situation? So if our website, typically our website will have um, information that pertains to their system of study, and it will let applicants know what math courses or English courses they are required to complete from their curriculum. But in the case where the information isn't 100% um, clear or they want to double check or want to make sure or they don't have that specific course but have a different um, calculus course, for example, the uh, I would recommend emailing us and just um, inquiring about um, whether the math course or courses that they have taken or are taking um, would be equivalent or not. So we do have that sometimes that that can happen where schools may not um, offer the course that we have uh, listed on the website. They offer different ones. So then we have 
we have a look at at the course that they're taking and we let them know if that would be sufficient and if it meets our requirement for the math portion, for example, calculus or pre-calculus, and then we kind of take it from there. So typically, if if it's not available, if the information isn't available on the website or there are any questions or doubts about it, we we would, you know, we would welcome an email um, or a phone call, but typically emails are, are best just to, to inquire about that and then clear that up. Yeah, it's always good to email, um, especially for students, just to have that safety of mind, I find, like, so they know that at least somebody is looking at their questions and uh, will be able to answer them. So we've covered kind of the bigger what with the admission requirements. And now we have to get into a little bit about the how and how students can apply to the AFM and SFM program. So can you walk us through that process a little bit, please? Sure. Uh, so students, once students have had a look at our uh, programs and program information, AFM, SFM, and are ready to um, submit an application, we use the OUAC website, so the Ontario Universities Application Centre platform, and all, for all of Ontario universities, so it's not just Waterloo, but any, any applicant wanting to submit an application to any university in Ontario would have to use this platform. So they go on to the OUAC, some people call it OUAC, it's the Ontario Universities Application Centre, which is a very long name and that's why we always find <laughs> shortcuts. Um, and students that are currently not in grade 12 in Ontario apply using the application form 105. And then all Ontario current grade 12 Ontario high school students would use the application form 101. However, um, the once once students um, go on to their website and start reading through it, it's very comprehensive and it it kind of defines who who sh who should be applying through which form. Um, and they also have a contact page and they can also be reached in case they in case there are any questions or issues with the application process because we don't own that platform and we don't deal with the application form itself. We only receive the application once it's been completed, submitted and paid for on UAC. Then they distribute the applications to the universities in Ontario that the applicant uh, submitted an application to. So we can we only see it afterwards. Um, but just generally speaking, the 105 form would be the one that students would be using outside of Ontario. Okay, 105 is outside of Ontario, and then the 101 you said is for inside Ontario grade 12 students. Yes. Because anybody that's okay. in Ontario, but that is currently uh, studying at a college or university or isn't studying or taking gap year working, whatever, uh, maybe whatever the situation may be, though, those would also apply as a 105 and not a 101. So 101s are very exclusive to current grade 12 high school in Ontario. Okay, I see. And then do all prospective students have to apply through the OUAC? Everybody applies through the OUAC. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and is there, what's the fee like for applying through that system? 
I'm not sure what it's currently at. Last time I remember knowing the amount, it was about $156, but I know that from year to year they may adjust the amount, um, the amount due. But what I what I can tell you is that this fee uh, covers up to three programs. So applicants pay this fee and they apply to either uh, a program per university or up to three programs at the same university. It just includes three programs. And then any additional program, there's a fee for that as well. Um, and then there's also a document handling fee on top of that as well. And that varies by university. So those those fees are always updated on the OUAC by OUAC. So again, I would, all, I would recommend um, contacting them or checking their website and, and looking for that information. It's also very comprehensive. Um, and again, it can, it'll change most likely from year to year, uh, but it's all, it's all there. It's all that information is there. And our website as well, our undergraduate programs website also has information on how to apply and it has the link to the OUAC website as well. So applicants can definitely use our website um, as a starting point. Right. And yeah, that's important to mention that the fee is not only exclusive to one university or one program, you do have two other um, uh, submissions that you can put forward. Um, so that's great. And then what happens after a prospective student applies to AFM or SFM? So once an application is successfully submitted through the OUAC, we will receive it on our end. And that's when the communications start with the applicant. Um, they'll receive an acknowledgement email from us, um, letting them know that uh, we've received their application, uh, giving them information with regards to how to set up um, their online account, their applicant account, which is Quest. Um, they'll get their Waterloo ID number and a couple of other links uh, to our website with useful information. Um, so that's kind of where it all starts. Students set up their Quest account. They can upload their documents, transcripts, um, as long as they're not the 101 um, applicants. So Ontario, current Ontario high school students, we receive those grades automatically and electronically through the OUAC. So students don't have to upload their own um, grades. But anyone applying as a 105 um, applicant will need to upload those documents themselves on on Quest. So. So that happens, and then on our end, uh, myself and another admission officer will review all of the 105 applicants and um, and bring forward to the admissions committee. And then the um, their students will also get a link to the SAFA admissions assessment. Uh, links to that, they'll have to complete that. That's also looked at and reviewed. Um, and then we put it all together and. For both SFM and, and AFM, we have specific um, times throughout the uh, admission cycle that we review the applicant pool and make decisions on um, on on the applicants and uh, and provide a decision. So we have rounds of of decisions that we make, um, typically about three. So students can hear um, back as early as March 
And then there's another uh, round of decisions that um, is made in uh, April and then again in May. So one thing that I think is important to note is um, if students don't hear back right away in March, it doesn't mean that they're not being considered. It might just mean that we're still reviewing all of the documents and their interviews still being looked at. Um, and there's and we just deal with high volumes. So um, it's it's not to say that, you know, they're they're not um, eligible or as eligible um, anymore just because they didn't hear back in the like the first round, which is typically a very small um, uh, it captures a very small number of, of applicants. So, so that's always something that our students um, seem to be concerned about legitimately, I understand. And we always try and, and you know, give them a little bit of, provide them a little bit of ease. <laughs> um, yeah, and peace of mind, just, just as long as, again, as long as they're sending us all the documents in time and by the deadlines, um, everyone will be reviewed and looked at and considered for, for admission, and then a decision will be made between March and, and early May. Yeah, and I liked how you talked about the rounds as well, just so students know that those three rounds are very important for hearing back from um, the School of Accounting and Finance, and just so that they know um, that there will be some time to wait in between the when you actually put out your application versus when you hear back. Um, and so in that kind of time period, when they are waiting, when they're wondering about what their application status is like, what should the applicants do? What would be your best advice? So with um, out-of-province and international students, typically we, um, while when we're reviewing uh, their files, we do need information from them, grades, predicted grades, updated grades, the semester one grade. So anytime there, there's any new inf grade information, um, it is important to upload that to Quest to let us know. And that's really all it is, is just to make sure that all of the documents have been submitted in time, that the interview and the trade assessment have been completed by the deadline as well. And that's another important um, piece as well of the admission process is to make sure that timelines are being followed and that there's an email that um, the School of Accounting and Finance sends out to all of their applicants to remind them of the deadlines. So deadline to, to submit documents, deadline to complete the trade assessment and the interview. That's very important. And then until then, until um, students hear back, as long as everything has been submitted, they just have to keep working hard at school and focus on that <laughs> and try to get their minds off of, you know, um, trying to like the decision because then it's out of their hands really at that point. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and <laughs> yeah, so you're right because yeah, once you put it out there, it's out there. You can rest assured that you've done everything you can do. Just keep working hard in, in school. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing to note too is, it, as long as um, documents, transcripts with grade 12 uh, information, grade information is on it, um, we, we will reach out to applicants if there's anything that's missing or if we okay. require more grade information. So there's, there's also that, like our office is, does a really good job of um, sending emails and courtesy emails and reminder emails and asking for to upload new documents and any updated grade information as well. And that's very, very, very important. So students 
should always do that, even beyond the document deadline. So in case there are changes to their to grade information, because it can make a difference as well. So that's that would be the only thing that I would really um, recommend is just to to make sure that we're being informed of you know any updates to their their grades and their performance. Um, and then yeah, and then just sort of um, focus on on study and getting those those grades and preparing for university. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah. And yeah. Then I think before we go, Janet, I would love to ask you what tips or advice would you give students who are looking at the School of Accounting and Finance and thinking about whether or not they should apply? So, um, of course, my instinct is to say you should apply because they are fantastic <laughs> programs. And if you're thinking about it, then that's enough. But it's not. <laughs> um, <laughs> You need to, there are so many programs, especially in Ontario and Ontario universities have, they all have fantastic programs. They vary um, significantly in terms of um, what they have to offer and the type of degree and content and, and whatnot. So I do think it is very, very important for students to really understand what they're applying to. So the first thing would be definitely to check our website, to read through the School of Accounting and Finance website, specifically um, the accounting program as well as the SFM program. I think that is key. I also think it's really important to reach out to the school directly to the recruitment coordinator and to find out more about, ask questions, like lots of questions. We're, we're, we want to hear those questions. We want to answer those questions. We want to be given the opportunity to, you know, tell students all about our program because at the end of the day, it's important for us. And the same way we require the interview and the trade assessment to um, really understand if the student is has the right um, um, the right profile per se um, to to be a part of the program. It's also important for the student to really know if this is the right program for them as well, if they're going to enjoy it, if it makes sense based on their career goals, right? So, so doing that, coming to um, open houses, we're going to have the Ontario University Fair this year again in Toronto, which is very exciting. Um, so to come to that and ask questions, talk to students, current students, they're the best people to talk to. They won't sugarcoat anything. <laughs> they will tell you um, exactly what it's like. And um, and I think that that is the most important piece is as a, you know, as if I were, you know, a, a student right now wanting to study something, I would probably want to talk to current students and try and really understand. So profs, students, recruitment uh, folks, and admission folks, I would say just like for to ask lots of questions and to reach out and to visit campus and yeah, and get a feel for it. That's wonderful advice because you need to feel like you're going to be suited to the program, to the university life, um, to make it uh, something you're passionate about going forward, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Janet. It was lovely to have you on our podcast and all of the information you gave today was so insightful. I think grade 12s going into their, well, their grade 12 year will have a lot more knowledge that they can put forward in their application process. So thank you so much. My pleasure. Anytime. And again, the follow-up email for admission-related questions um, for SFM and uh, AFM would be uh, arts.admission at uwaterloo.ca. So arts.admission at uwaterloo.ca.
and one of us will will answer those questions for for yeah. applicants. A great resource for students for sure. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. To learn more about our AFM and SFM program, you can visit us at our website. Or you can always visit us on our AFM Ready website, where you can chat with current students, read student experience blogs, watch tons of videos, and so much more. See you next time.